Welcome to Mudville, a podcast about baseball and cinema. I'm Brody Staub. I'm Nolan Rabine. We hope you enjoy. Go back like three years. <laughs> that's that's not better. I okay, <laughs> but is it worse if they're like, maybe if they're from like the last two days? Oh man, I mean, yeah, I, I I guess that would be worse if you had 1,100 text messages in two days. Yeah, no, I'm not nearly that popular. Thank God. You know who probably does have 1,100 text messages in two days is Will Smith. Will Smith, Oof. I would assume, or none, or none. It's one of the yeah. other. Because no wow, happy medium there. They were not happy with him last night. No, they were not. Well, anyway, folks, it is March 13th. We have 17 days until Major League Baseball's opening day. 17. It is a dark and rainy day here in Brooklyn. It's and, a dark and uh, stormy night. Yeah. Yes, it is. Actually. And it, it kind of feels, you know, despite the terrible weather it does feel like we're kind of getting back into the swing of things here in terms of the world baseball classic going on right now Mm -hmm. we had the 95th academy awards last night Mm -hmm. and down in florida we've got spring training games can i just say something before we kind of jump into everything oh certainly in five years the most insufferable night of television in the history of We're in for it. culture is going to happen. Mm-hmm. The 100th Academy Awards is going to be the most pretentious event that they're has ever happened leave, in the history of culture. They're not going to leave their own oh, anal man. cavity all night. No, it's going to be bad. Like I was trying to even picture like what's that going to look like the 100th annual oscars and all that i could really think of were things that they already do every year yeah anyway. but just longer <laughs> and like with more gold and white yeah <laughs> certainly so, and that's the people too <laughs> yeah they will oh certainly God. do whatever they can to are they gonna do an in, in memoriam for every actor who's ever died every everyone who's <laughs> every ever died. actor oh man <laughs> starting with like don't forget about uh, johnny Tucson. Appleseed. Johnny Appleseed. Yeah. Star of the 1927 silent film. 1927, yeah. Film. 1927, man. Yeah. Ask Damien Chazelle, the end of the silent era, start of the talkies. Oh, boy. Do you see Babylon? I, I've not seen Babylon yet. I have seen I Babylon. I liked it more than a lot of people did. I think so many people thought that it, it was just sort of nothing. And I did think that it had something to say. And sure. a lot of those things did end up contradicting each other. I like his other movies. Me so. too. Me too. That one was not nominated, but as yeah. for the movies that were nominated, we're going to get into those in a little bit. Sure. But first, how have you been feeling about the world baseball classic? Oh my God. It's amazing. <laughs> it's, it's so it's great, isn't it? Amazing. Global baseball is here. It's amazing today. Amazing story. Nicaraguan 21 year old strikes out like Devers and Soto and I think who is it? Julio Rodriguez. And Julio Rodriguez. Yeah, Julio. Right afterwards, he gets a contract with the Detroit Amazing. Tigers. Yeah. Amazing. What a story. So cool. Man, and a kid I went to middle school with actually, Joe Lasorsa, the pitcher for uh Team Italy. Um I saw yesterday he had this insane celebration and I was like, "Yep, yeah, he's the same." Just so you know. He's the guy. Yeah. <laughs> he's been a nut sure. when I knew him back then. And, mm-hmm. uh, good guy. But I remember a lot of energy for sure. And he still has it, which is good to see. Well, Especially if you're going to be a pitcher. Bring that energy here. He's a, he's in the Rays double-A system, I believe, also. And now, you know, maybe, like, who knows? Maybe. Rays always called weird guys up, so maybe he'll get a chance. Well, take it from Kihei Kwan. Cool. That is the American dream. <laughs> it's the American. He's not actually from Italy. <laughs> But he's sure. not he's not off the boat Italian. That's but the Italian dream. That's the, no, the Italian dream is just 
you know, a nice dinner. Be on careful. Sundays, yeah. <laughs> that's all. That's yeah. All. Um, something else. Good that red sauce. That's yeah, Italian. Definitely. <laughs> definitely good red sauce. Something yeah. that I've enjoyed seeing. I cannot eat quite other sauce, by the way. My really? mother's sauce is the only red sauce that I can it's, actually It's eat. just ruined it, all, like, all other sauces it's for you. Like, I, I will eat them. It's just like, there's no. That's just like, yeah, whatever. They're bad. That's Everything how I am bad. with uh, pancakes. That makes sense. My stepdad's yeah. pancakes. Yeah, is, yeah. Uh, his uncle's recipe is incredible. There you go. I'm just kind of like... It's kind of fun. Everything else is like, eh, There's no point. No whatever. point in eating it. No. Something else that I've really enjoyed watching the Although World goes Baseball Classic... Anyway, go on. <laughs> ...is the number of elite prospects that I haven't really gotten to see too much as sure. someone who has not watched a ton of live minor league baseball games. I've only ever really been exposed to, watch it. to these guys' highlights. Yeah, yeah, you know, because usually when those games are on... Major league There's, games are also yeah, going real baseball on. on. Yeah. yeah, so usually I, I I go back and see like some of these guys mm-hmm. like um, Harry Ford for Great Britain. Who yeah, just that was cool. Homered today yeah. and uh, Britain won their first ever game in the World Baseball Classic today. Yep. That was pretty exciting. Mm-hmm. Uh, Big kid Ian. Like, yeah, Big yes. Ian. I know he's the star of the game. <laughs> <laughs> uh, him and Harry Ford. Um, Canada has a few prospects. Uh, Owen sure. Cassie from the Cleveland Guardians. I know he's drew a huge crowd today. Um, nice. Edward Julian. Julian, I am not quite sure of the pronunciation there. What I am sure of is the kid is an on-base machine. <laughs> His walk rate is through the roof. He barely strikes out. He sees the ball very well, and he can and hit the shit what, out of it. What system is he? Minnesota Twins. Oh, and he'll be man. up this year. Yeah. Uh, second base. Okay. Yep. He is second base was is one of they, the that's, that's weaker prospect positions right now. Yeah. I, I could. I think it's very realistic to see uh, Ed, Edward Julian as, as a top five second baseman in a few years. Sure. By the way, speaking of middle infield prospects, can we real quick? We are both Yankee fans. Yep. We should Disclaimer. put that out there. Um, so Sorry. If you want to Not stop really. listening now, I'd, uh, fuck you. Fuck you. <laughs> um, middle infield prospects um, in the New York Yankees historically have been kind of weirdly good. They mm-hmm. have like a, you know, obviously there's Name giant one. names. Yeah, <laughs> shut up. I'm just saying, like they have like a hit rate on middle infielders that's surprisingly like, you know, you'd think that they would mess it up more than they do. Sure. If they bring a guy up and he's a shortstop or a second baseman, that means they kind of trust him. Like, mm-hmm. I, you know, Glaber, they traded for and he's been... He's been good. He's been good. I, You know, people want to trade him. I don't blame them. Yeah. I'm kind of on board with uh, that. I go back and forth. I don't know. If they deal him, I think it'll be done in the summertime. I don't think it'll be right now. Sure. I think that's fair. I, deadline. Deadline yeah. guy for pitching. Deadline Although, deal. Um, they need pitching now. It'll so. certainly depend on how we'll Oswald Peraza and Anthony Volpe develop. Right. Uh, they're both looking all... Volpe especially is looking super good in spring training right Absolutely. now. I do think that's going to be Oswald Peraza's job mm-hmm. coming into the season. Cabrera um, makes the opening day lineup? I think so. I think so, too. Yeah, I, I think, think so. it'd be next to impossible not to. And in just a couple weeks, we're going to oh, be watching Jason regular Dominguez. season baseball again. Oh, please Jason Dominguez Jason is going to be he's going to be the number one prospect in baseball mm-hmm. by the end of the season if he doesn't end up being called up. Or even if he does, if he's a September call-up. Let's say an Aaron Hicks gets injured, somebody who's injury-prone, sure. maybe Stanton gets injured or something like that. Some guy that they're trusting spot to play the, the outfield. Opens. Uh, spot in the lineup opens in the outfield. Is there anybody else you'd want to call up? I, he's 20. 
you know, I, he can clearly hit major league pitching. Yeah, I'm, I'm more open to it now than I say I ever really have been before. Yeah. I think watching what the Atlanta Braves did last year, calling yeah. up Michael Harris and Vaughn Grissom after just a few double-A games. Each. Both of those guys contributed instantly at a big league level. Obviously, the Braves did not win the <laughs> World Series last year. Right. but uh, I, I think Michael that, Harris was a revelation. Absolutely. Like, it's unbelievable. What, what those guys are doing. At a young age. What they're prospect churnout rate ha- yep. has been how they've been able to extend their talent how they've been able to keep those extensions within their own I wanted to touch media on that realm I mean I mean it's yeah. uh they are probably one of if not the most competent organization right now in the game it seems them I, you want to still say the Dodgers you, you certainly uh, do you know the Padres are but then you look at in shortstop and they've got Miguel Rojas they I'm not I sure like that's the, no I, I do he's too fine, I do fine. too but like, is he he's serviceable yeah but also their guy just tore his ACL in a free yeah. Accents like what are you gonna do? And they lost Corey Seager. And they Trey lost Turner, Corey Seager you know? and Trey Turner. There was a thing they lost. There like was a, certainly an entire like half a billion dollars of shortstops or something like yeah. that. Like it's insane. Oh boy. Um, but speaking of the extending the young prospects, baseball feels like there's like a shift. Corbin Carroll gets 11 years for what 100 something million. Eight dollars? years, 111 million. Is that what it was? Yeah, eight, eight for eight yeah, for 111. I knew there was an 11 yep. in there somewhere. We've never really seen a deal like that for a kid who hasn't played yeah at the major league level it, so. well we we've, we've seen it like a, a few times with like luis robert or robert signed his Ro, yeah. long contract Acuna signed but i think he'd already Acuna been and albies were sort of the yeah. the first ones to sign deals albies like that short, in, in terms of of position players and their deals were also not good like those yeah. were the most team-friendly Acuna's contracts still possibly under, there's ever. a reason it's, it's pretty foul um, i get Acuna in every single show for the chest <laughs> <laughs> he costs yeah, like i don't even i don't remember how much like 10 million or um, 15 million whatever it is corbin carroll's deal i think makes sense for a guy like that you know top prospect to just bypass take, all of his arbitration how old years is he? entirely he's uh 22 right now okay he's 22 yep. so he's way younger than we are three years so not way younger. two for me that's fair i'm turning 25 in five days so Happy birthday yeah, thank you very much um point being can you imagine at 22 years old staring down the barrel of a 111 million dollar contract and having the balls to say no yeah uh-uh. yeah There's no, no way. 111 million dollars you are set for life mm-hmm. already done and I, your grandkids are set already at 22. Yeah, it's I, nuts. I, I get it, and it's uh, I can certainly no. see it's genius some of the criticisms of people saying these guys are going to be worth a lot more, so they're taking value for less than they're worth. And, and I can it's understand smart on that. the organizations end, though. I, I mean, think for how many teams pitchers, pitch especially not to pay like people? Sandy Alcantara, and it's not Alcantara, yeah. by the way. I found it I, I had been pronouncing Alcantara. It turns out Alcantara Sandy too. is Alcantara. Wow, but weird. Kevin, Kevin, the Kevin prospect. Alcantara. The Cubs system is Alcantara. Weird. So okay. we're going to have to, yeah, that, that's going to be fun. How fun Sandy is that? Well, Alcantara's like, uh, extension and, last year. Brandon Lau and, and oh, Nate yeah. Lowe. Nate, Nate Lowe. <laughs> yeah. That was ridiculous. And they had jo- Josh, Josh Lowe, Lowe was, was in yeah. their system too at that time. Yep. Ridiculous. Yeah. Alcantara. Yeah. Sandy Alcantara's <laughs> extension last year, I think that one makes total sense because, you know, that's a guy you're offering him $50 million. Is right that what it was? Now. What did they give him? Uh, I, I believe it was six years for $50 million, okay. and that, that's certainly less than, than he's worth. Wow. But also, that's a pitcher who could yeah. just tear his elbow tomorrow. He's 28, I want to say. 27? I think a little younger. I think he's 26. Really? I think so. Okay. I thought he was closer to 30. But not quite. A pitcher who's under team control, signing a deal like that makes sense. It makes sense for a hitter, too. If you're going to sign a deal like Corbin Carroll's, 
Yeah, I would say probably don't sign one like Ronald Acuna's, but I, uh, yeah, yeah, that that's been our financial corner. Yeah, well, actually, I do want to say one more thing about that. Do um, it. If you're the Yankees who just signed Aaron Judge to your thirty forty million a year deal, Carlos Rodon is getting a lot of money. Garrett Cole's getting a lot of money. You know, you have money coming off the books at the end of this season. You had some come off last season, but you have these four. Not really four. It's two superstar prospects. Mm-hmm. You know, Peraza looks good. And then you have, you know, I, Oswaldo there, Cabrera should be getting more There are tears here. Like, absolutely. Certainly, yeah. I mean, there Oswaldo Cabrera, literally, I, I mean, he's the best out of them right now mm-hmm. at a major league level because he's got experience. He's probably the most immediate yeah yeah impact I mean, impact immediate guy. impact yeah that's we've what, seen him perform in big moments too he had that yeah, crazy home sure. playoffs last year anyway point being we saw him hit a walk off live yeah we yeah did. that's right no. if you're the yankees do you look around and you say look what a friggin' mess this whole last offseason was with judge how about we just like hey jason you want to play with us until you're like 29 yeah. <laughs> like, can we just like lock you up now i would like to see it you know or you know tony mm-hmm. anthony Paisan, Tony. Maybe. I don't know. Is he Italian? He's from yeah. Jersey. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's got to be, right? Uh, you know, how old are you now? 20, 21. 21, right? Yeah. Let's let's slap 10 on you. How about that? <laughs> I <laughs> ten, like it. How about like 10 for 200? Slap a quick 10. Like slap a slap an easy 10 on there. Yeah. Just so we all know it's I think know, worth 20 mil. But yeah. <laughs> just like the, imagine if the Yankees never had to deal with like Bernie Williams' old story back in the day. Sure. and Mariano Rivera almost left. Jeter was almost traded. Like you know, there's they like almost mess. traded a rod. Like oh yeah, like all these stories from back then. They could just avoid all of yeah. that. But I think Cashman probably is terrified of long contracts for kids <laughs> for, <laughs> for unproven yeah. commodities. Yeah, the 95th Academy Awards were last night, and yes, the ghost were. of Will Smith haunted the show like a specter from the very opening moments. I don't think it worked because I, I've got to be honest. That was the least exciting Oscars really I think I've ever watched in my life. It was kind of boring. Um, you know, I've I've been following the Academy Awards for a while now, for f- quite a few years, and this this was the first one that I really had a hard time caring about it's at very, all. Like straight sort of from forward. the jump. Nobody ever talks about the Oscars to talk about the awards. Well, <laughs> like, that's the which thing is, is the thing about it. They should, but they haven't done it for well, so sure, long. But also, like, everybody knows that like everything everywhere won what, seven, yep. Oscars? seven Oscars. Seven Oscars. Yep. Okay, so then what are you going to say about it? It didn't deserve the, all of them. Like, yeah, it all at once. Probably all, all at once. Yeah, I don't think it did. No, it didn't. but that's all I have to say about it. I don't think it deserved all those Oscars. End of discussion. Yeah. Meanwhile, well, we had like a year's worth of discourse about fucking Will Smith slapping Chris. Yeah. Brock. Well, we also <laughs> had a year's worth of discourse about the movie that just won Best Picture last that's night. Everything, true. everywhere, we all at once. I sort of can't believe how long that movie has lasted in the public memory. One of the things that I certainly wanted to say about that film and the thing that i i think that i appreciate about it it is a film that i don't really enjoy and i will get into that a little bit more mm. i do like the renaissance of actors that had sort of fallen out, out of popularity or just sort of out of the public eye like oscar winner michelle yo and oscar winner kihei kwan that's yeah, that's cool. that's really cool i will say somebody had tweeted just the video of kihei kwan this morning just yeah. saying, like, look mom i want to not like that yeah okay, like, that, like that's, a little little heartstring pulling on there like that's cool mm-hmm. good for him i you know i like yeah that. i like harrison ford giving him good a for him one like it's cool it's cool I just wish it hadn't been... It's Hollywood. It should feel like ...directed by two guys that think they're everybody's fucking camp counselors. (laughs) (laughs) 
that's a very good way to put it. Yeah. They're a little frustrating. They are quite frustrating. And every time they came on stage, it was like, yeah, don't let them talk again. Mm-hmm. It's <laughs> like, we'll, like, we'll, we'll you be here for these guys can again. We, okay. Oscars, hey, listen, whoever the fuck is in charge of this in the Academy, new rule for next year. If you have won twice, no more speeches. <laughs> no you more get speeches. max two. You get two. <laughs> well, if you win six Oscars, you get two speeches. I'll tell you something you that I was so... <laughs> if you want to bet, you, you can bet. If you, you think that you're going to win Best Picture and you already got two other ones, you could be like, oh, I'm going to save it. It's like a challenge. <laughs> it's like a challenge in football. You want to save it for the second half. Wow. Like Strategy. You, yeah. yeah, exactly. They got to add strategy bring to the some, Academy Awards. Bring some like, coaching in. Yeah. Get Kyle Shanahan in. Oh, man. <laughs> Bring him into the mix. Bring him into the mix. Yeah. I want to know what they would do. You need an offensive-minded <laughs> award winner. <laughs> Seven Oscars for everything, yeah. everywhere, all That's at too once. Many. Four Oscars for All Quiet on the Western Front, a sure. movie that I will be honest, I did not watch. I gave I it the old who cares because Netflix did not pay me to watch it. Like I, They did pay for everybody look, to vote for it. I bet it's good. I'm sure uh, like, it's fine. I would, I'm I sure would it's a good movie. I would put a lot of money on the fact yeah. that if you watched it, you'd end up saying afterwards, that was good. But I, I bet you would. I also don't think I want to watch a three-hour World War One movie yeah. in German. Two and a half hours. Um, too much. Too much war. I don't need all that war. I know that war is bad. War is bad. I know We that. can agree. <laughs> we, like, they could... There have been two big ones. Yeah. Well, you know, that we've made a lot of movies about. And then a lot yeah. of American ones that we've caused, you know, where yeah. there have been and some other really fun movies. You know. Made movies about how it impacted us. Exactly. Yeah. You know. That's because the do. Vietnam War, we were the victims. We, yeah, of course. <laughs> we're the victims. But anyway, point being. Just like Iraq. Oh, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Chris Kyle is the victim <laughs> of the Iraq War. Oh, anyway. Yeah. Well, there goes the Republican audience. Um, oh, no. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Already? Yeah, we lost them. Damn. That's a shame. Either way, I, yeah. I just find it interesting. Too many war movies. It's, you know, like every year there's a war movie where mm-hmm. it's like, and it's funny because you contrast that with Avatar winning, you know, which like, it's the same kind of message. It's like war is bad. We are, you know, be nice to the people who like the environment, but then we don't do yeah. that shit. So Strangely, like, Avatar is like one of the most like, politically like spot on blockbusters that I've ever seen come out of America. It's so like especially the original from 2009. Layers of spectacle that they're expecting kids to not be like you know oh we should go burn down an oil rig. (laughs) (laughs) They don't notice when the like instruments behind the uh, general the big like evil imperious general looks like like the American flag. (laughs) Right yeah. Um, yeah, but I mean, I mean, all quiet on the Western Front. I, I honestly started it the other day. I started to try to watch it. I was put off a little bit by the runtime, but I was like, I'm going to give this a try. And mm. five minutes in, I realized I just was not in the right headspace for it. I do yeah. think it's a movie that what I'm going to try to watch it at some point. Wait, seriously. What? <laughs> Hold on. Imagine the headspace that needed to be in to just like, you're, you're curled up on the couch yeah. one day and you're like, I need... Two and a half hours of War. sad German men. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Give me, give me rain. Give me death. It could be the next me, come and see. Give me blue but tent. But I did not come and see it. <laughs> well, I yeah. think it'll be a good opportunity just, just to give your sort thoughts. of touch on some yeah. of the films of yesteryear here that we'll probably never talk about on the podcast what? again. Or we some of them that Oscar I might not, not even forever. think about again. What are you talking about? Yeah. So yeah, I They're all winners on, uh, in my book. 
I touched on everything everywhere all at once originally, and I saw it at a time where I it had only been hit with overwhelming applause and praise and yeah claim there you go people you're welcome people referring to it as like the best film that they had ever seen a here's here's the thing letterboxed graphic into only parasite and so like (laughs) i i I liked it i okay i I will say real quick this is like the only thing i have to say about this movie um because i've i'm exhausted about of talking about it sure um I saw it twice with mm-hmm. two separate groups of people. First time I saw it, walked out of it. We were all like kind of shell shocked. Yeah, to bring I think, back that, the I think that's, that's fair. All, all quiet on the Western Front <laughs> talk. Sure. But we like literally, you walk out of it. Nobody has ever seen a movie like that because they don't get made because it gives you a headache. So it's you end up walking out and you're like, whoa, that was crazy. I think that was great because it's like different. How many times do you walk out of a movie and you actually think that was something that I've never seen before? Not. Too not many often. contemporary movies, no, at least. Like, not I, often. I see like quite a few movies like that, but it's not stuff that's like being made okay, today. Things that are not on obscure websites that are probably giving your computer a virus. Never. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so that's my point. In a theater, it's not a thing yeah. that mainstream audiences are used to. Very like infrequent. seeing a thing where you just like are hit with a wave of uniqueness. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know. So I the second time I saw it, I was like, uh, you know, you you actually put this better in that it feels like a bad episode of Rick and Morty. Yeah. So the second time I walked out of it, I was like, well, I have seen this before, and it's like weird and it, yeah. fan made. It was the fucking like, road to like Reddit family guy. Yeah. It was the interdimensional the cable. Yeah, interdimensional cable. Yeah. I, All the, I was going to touch still, on that. I still think I like that. I want to real quick. I do like the movie. I sure. overall, I like it. I if I had never heard a word about it after I saw it, I would have gone on forever thinking that it was a great movie sure but then i had to think about it all the time because i am a twitter addict and people <laughs> won't shut up about this movie for some yeah, reason no, it's like I, not worth talking about this much it's like a fun movie you see it once you enjoy the ride then you shut up about it forever and everybody would have liked it but then here we are talking about it way too long like long later yeah and that's too the thing far with it, it is it when i saw it you know my expectations were and very good so performances high. from yeah, all the actors that's good the actors last thing i'll certainly say that i'm fantastic cer- certainly happy for all of the actors in it but when i saw the film i was like ah at first i, I didn't quite know and by the end i was honestly actively mad at what i thought like, they were trying to do <laughs> sure. and like i was just hit with this like overwhelming with feeling of arms wait the fucking hot dog fingers <laughs> Because like this I was like, bad. nobody has panned this movie except for me. This is like la- is last weird. April, by the way. It's and like, weird that everybody did love it. Because yeah. you'd think like one of those, you know, really actually <laughs> sure. And that that they was really me. Didn't. That well, was yeah, me. That's where, that's where you come in. Yeah, but like, like welcome to the Brodyville podcast. <laughs> Like Brody said, uh, I did refer to it as a bad episode of Rick and Morty. Uh, I called it Reddit. You know, these are all things now that you have heard people say about it several times. The demand that I felt at the time for my dissent just is no longer there. So it's not a movie that I've really cared to talk about for quite some time now. Um, 
even going so far as to when I saw James Hong giving that speech about how his first movie was with Clark Gable and they had like actors wow. and like racist, you know, Asian get up. Sure. And, um, he's talking about, you know, for all these people who say that like Asian cinema is not marketable. Well, yeah, that look was at cool. us now. I was kind of like, I forgot about that. That was right. cool. And at that point I, I was kind of ready to just like call a truce on the movie. Yeah. And I'm still kind of there just cause I'm like, whatever, I don't care about it anymore. The only thing I'll say is I, I do fear that everything everywhere all at once is cultural impact is going to be quite obnoxious. I think everybody is um, going to be over it tomorrow. I, I, I hope so. today is the day where everyone's like, it won seven Oscars. And well, then tomorrow everyone will be like, okay. We can be over Goodbye. it, but <laughs> Hollywood studios might not be over it for another six Those or seven years. Those two assholes are going to make another movie real soon. I hope their next... Gonna be I hope their next oh, title so is like less of a mouthful. It's yeah. How about you just call it like movie? Yeah, <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Come, also, those would be the guys where if they did yeah. it, it would soon still piss me. It, it would. <laughs> All right, We're, we'll get to that. I, okay. I want to run through I a like few that I don't think you saw. Right, that I just go ahead. You to mention. Give your uh, I'll, the, I'll bow out for a sec. Sure. <laughs> Steven Spielberg's The Fablemans uh, was. A movie that I liked more than I was expecting to, especially through the first 45 minutes, which I felt were sort of nostalgia-driven, overly sentimental, had a bunch of, like, screaming kids, that sort of, like, family centerpiece unit that, like, Steven Spielberg so closely associates with his own cinema. Like, he sees himself as the filmmaker for the american family and in the first 45 minutes i think he has a right to think that oh no certainly i mean he's he's constructed his entire mythology around it and it's worked perfectly um that's his whole deal. Yeah, but it, it, it hasn't always worked for me, and part of it did not work for me during the Fablemans, but I will say after the first hour, the rest of the movie just moves. Everything about it, it's just, it turns up, it turns on the the, the juice, and oh, I mean, I, I see this movie at some it's point. It's good. Like, I don't have too yeah. much to say about it that hasn't been, been already said. I mean, the final scene, having David Lynch as John Ford is just a cheat code. Um, I, I do think some of the... Freudian levels of discourse that this movie has inspired has been sort of funny, like hearing people talk about whether or not or to what extent Steven Spielberg wants to fuck his mom has been oh, kind of funny. Sure. Um, <laughs> uh, Oedipin? Oedipian? How, Ed, how Oedipus? Yeah. Oedipian. Oedipian. I think that's it. Oedipian. Yeah. I don't know. European. That's the Fableman's. Tar, I think the best movie nominated. Um, a movie that I think largely depends on the way that you read it. Uh, I've seen people reading it in many different ways, and even amongst those ways, the reactions have been somewhat divisive. People have taken it at face value, liked it or disliked it. People have read it completely different, still liked it or disliked it. It's a great movie. Uh, it's the best film nominated. It's Kate on my list. Blanchett gave the best performance of anybody nominated. I like I music. So. Yeah. No, the first sure. time I saw an ad for that movie, it was just her smoking a cigarette with like smoke coming up. And it came up tar. And I was like, is a movie about cancer? <laughs> is it a movie about the <laughs> like, tobacco industry? Is, I thought it was. I thought it was going to be like, Michael well, Mann's The like, Insider? <laughs> like a whistleblower thing from the 60s where it's like, we've been lying to the public and they give you cancer. And then no, wow. it's, a, it's a composer. That, that would have been a twist for this yeah, movie. Probably. Um, is that not what happens at well, the end? <laughs> I, I have no idea. It's <laughs> oh, it's, 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 it's great. Okay. Um, Does it take that, place in the 60s? Let's talk about Banshees. Ooh. This is a movie that you did see. I love this movie. It's so good. I loved it. 
Oh and my god, I loved it. It honestly dawned on me so good. last night that I would have given this almost every award. And yeah. <laughs> that wasn't something that I had totally realized until yeah. I, I was sort of going through the list and I'm like, okay, best actor, Colin And you actually Farrell, saw all these movies. Supporting so actor, that's Brandon saying more Gleason. than me who also would have given it every <laughs> sure. single award. Carrie Condon Except, especially. I will um, say, best supporting actress needs to have gone to Jenny the Donkey. Yes. Yeah, she was a good donkey. Carrie Condon. She was just curious. She saw fingers and she wanted to eat them. Should have won best supporting actress over Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah. Um, if there's one thing that I feel probably the most confident in saying in this inaugural episode of the Mudville podcast, it is that Jamie Lee Curtis's Oscar win will go down as one of the most absurd Academy decisions ever. Oh my God, Carrie Condon was so good. She's so good. That how can you stop liking a fella? That scene. <laughs> so good. Uh, Man, that, that scene it's where she nice. finally confronts it's Brendan Gleeson, nice. <laughs> and she's just so exhausted, and she's, you're all feckin' boring. You're all oh. feckin' boring. My you're God. all feckin' boring. It's like, <laughs> we were saying yesterday, it's like when the movie ends, it's just like, well, this is how it is now. And I love that. Yeah. I love that. That's such a good way to just tie More everything movies up. need to Nothing end happens. Way. It's just, no. this is how it is. This Moving is life. On. That's the way it's going to be now. Yeah. Like, oh, it's so good. Like, that all happened. You know? You burned down my house. Yeah. We still live here. Nobody else does, so we still have to be around. <laughs> and what's Nobody's left? Leaving. Oh, it's Elvis, so I don't have a ton to say about oh, it. I also mean, the, it's I, the, the a little Irish fun. kid before we moved yeah. on. Yeah. Oh, he was so good. Bar- Barry Keegan. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. Barry he was Keegan. So good. That um, scene. That was... The f- yeah, where he I was asks by him. her, like, you know, if, you, if, if she wants to marry him. If she ever... She'd like, ever love a fella uh, yeah. like me or whatever. She'd ever love a boy yeah. like me. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, no, didn't think so. Heartbreaking. All right. I love kind of the implied <laughs> so good. ambiguity of yeah. his fate in the movie. Like, did he do it intentionally? Yeah. Or did it just sort of happen? Yeah. Like, I, I, thought I know. Like, I thought that was that, good. That right. really hit me. Um, I think he did it himself. But also, he's, like, not smart. And no, exactly. So like, like, it could have been anything. Yeah. Like, his dad could have been a run. I know. His dad could have killed him. It could have just been an accident, or he could have killed himself. It's like... Just the, the fact that we're even able yeah. to have this sort of conversation about it's the movie. Great writing. It just propels yep. it into the top tier. That movie was hilarious. Yeah. Also, amazing. Like, some of the funniest, like, line. I don't know. I have a lot to say about that movie. And McDonough has just, a, such you know, a great... Yeah, he's... Mostly praise. has a great feel for Actually, comedy. entirely praise. Um, yeah. yeah. The only thing I'll say is the accents are a bit thick. But I'm not Irish, <laughs> so I can't really complain I about that. I can't either. I don't know anything about that. Yep. Um, I was fine with subtitles. Elvis don't have a ton to say that wasn't said back in July by a bunch of other people. <laughs> um, when I was watching the movie, Whoa. I had been waiting for the uh, Britney Spears... <laughs> toxic medley that I had heard was in it. I did not notice it immediately. I had to go back again, look back and try to find that, which was kind of annoying. Um, Austin Butler wins the Daniel Day-Lewis method acting award. One moment that I did think was super funny in this was how they portrayed the assassination of Martin Luther King. Just They talk about that in the movie? Well, just sort of by like showing the the headline very briefly and having austin butler just be like oh dr king he always knew what was right that that was it and then like five minutes later wow robert f kennedy is assassinated and yeah 
I was like, are they going to show Austin did Butler they, again did, being like Robert, Robert Kennedy, Kennedy always, always, knew, always knew what was right? <laughs> yeah, well, uh, that that's Elvis. Uh, Top Gun Maverick. Wait, do they say anything about RFK? No. Oh well. Top Gun Maverick. Too. That's a movie that just fucking ripped. How many movies can you say that about? Fair point. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Well, well, all quiet on the Western Front. Yeah. You know what movie does rip? What? Major League. The local press seems to think we'd save everyone a lot of time and trouble if we just went out and shot ourselves. And movie the time. film we're discussing today is 1989's Major League, directed by David S. Ward, for all you Pumpkins. David S. Ward auteurists out there. David S. Pumpkins. This is a film about the Cleveland Indians, not the name anymore, but that's what it was then. And they've been inherited by former <laughs> Las Vegas showgirl Rachel Phelps, who does not intend to win with this team. She has inherited the team from her deceased husband yeah it's ted lasso was yeah it's literally ted I, lasso. I, I haven't seen ted lasso it's ted but sure lasso. <laughs> um, it's she like, doesn't want to win she wants yeah. to relocate the cleveland indians to miami <laughs> to be fair ted lasso is major league yeah yeah, yeah. but yeah. yes yeah um and she creates the worst team possible to do so she drags a manager out of a car garage she recruits aging catcher jake <laughs> names <Taylor>. ted lasso <laughs> <laughs> she recruits aging ted catcher jake taylor portrayed by tom berenger yeah who the then becomes the captain the she recruits ricky vaughn portrayed by charlie sheen the fire throwing reliever who can't see worth a shit and throws like it arguably the best baseball movie mm-hmm. like baseball player <laughs> i think other than mr 3000 yeah he, he's certainly <laughs> okay. up there uh willie mays hayes the speed gentile josh donaldson pedro serrano the spiritual slugger and an old man for yeah, some what reason who throws like is. 82 miles an hour Harris? What was his name? Yeah, something, Harris like, or something that. like that. Yeah, yeah. He's like, I've got like everything all over. He's got like patches of sauces and ointments on his body. Yeah. And he's like, anything to help you get a better grip. This is why we needed the sticky checks. Yeah. <laughs> like, so anyways, if this sounds like the worst baseball team ever, that's the intention. Rachel Phelps wants to come in dead last. She wants to lose every single game. She says during this rant towards her general manager, we have not come in third for the last 15 years. One would think you're already good to leave town, if that's your history. But I feel like you're fine. You want to skip town? Go ahead. But <laughs> apparently one more year in the cellar is what's going to make it happen. And this is the crew that she thinks can do so. I love a good 80s movie plot where yeah. it's like, this is it. You know, it's like, this yeah. is the season. Like, if we're bad again, this is it. It's, it's just like, like a particular okay. moment in time. Couldn't you have already left? Yeah. It's like, don't analyze. <laughs> but we're going to analyze. Gonna, yeah. <laughs> That's what we're here for. We are going to analyze. My biggest problem with this movie, sure, um, it opens in Cleveland in February, and it, the sun is shining. It does open in Cleveland in February. There are some very interesting shots, even, I think, of some of the industrialist scenery around Cleveland. They show that made the Guardian think, statues immediately. It's like one of yeah. the first shots in the movie. Some of those shots made me think of Antonioni's Red Desert, though that, that was the only shot in the movie that drew that comparison. <laughs> <laughs> I meant to say this earlier, too. I think that this movie was actually an activist piece to get this team renamed the Guardians in 1989. Like, truly. I, uh, it, it opens with a shot of the Guardian statues, and throughout the entire movie, they are hammering 
pun intended, the whole tomahawk, like, you know, it's like, get your tomahawks ready and don't get scalped down on at the stadium. It's like, okay, hold on a second. You're like, it's scalp a ticket. Pretty it's like, oh my God. Yeah. How can, are you trying like to be that overt? Or is it like, is, is that just like how, how things were? were. Yeah. Like, is it supposed to be real? Is it like, so it's familiar? Or are they actually trying to say, like, oh, do you not hear yourselves when you talk like this? The movie, it's, like, it's unbelievable. The movie certainly works as a cultural artifact, yeah. whether that is intentional or not. I don't think it was. I, I don't out, think it was either. Late 80s. <laughs> late 80s, like yeah. Like, going into the 90s. Is what it is. Yeah. Jake Taylor, the protagonist of the film, they <laughs> recruit him out of Mexico. They they call him. He's drunk, hung over in bed. Yep. He assumes he's being pranked. He this says, oh, you could have at least Cleveland said Indian. you were from the, like, yeah. the Yankees. Hangs uh, up, but then he shows up to camp after that. Yep, he does. He shows up to camp and yeah. he wins over the good graces of everyone who he had to impress. Um, he makes the spot on the opening day roster. Truly, the, the unlikely hero of yeah, the movie. He's essentially Stephen Vogt in his last season. Stephen Vogt. Um, Stephen Vogt. Vogt. Yeah, from 2022. No G. Well, there is a G, but not there is a G, but G. you can't pronounce it. Yeah. Um, fucking don't. Yeah. Don't. Anyway, these <laughs> the, this team's opening season starts with a montage of some of the worst baseball you've Awful. ever seen. Willie Mays Hayes is told to actually hit the ball into the ground. Yeah, that is another thing I wanted yeah. to stress. This manager that they pull oh God, out of the so garage, bad. he gives the worst advice I've ever heard. He's <laughs> to like, be fair, Rymel Tapia <laughs> actually did that, and it worked for him for a season. Sure. His like launch angle was like negative <laughs> twenty. That's not. I'm not joking. I'm pretty oh, sure he had a negative like ten launch angle. Yeah. but yeah, that's what like Willie Mays Hayes yeah. is there to do. Yeah, yeah. He, he he tells Willie Mays he Hayes leg not out your to singles. hit the like, ball in the air. He yeah. pees on his third baseman's <laughs> medical report, and this oh, yeah, is the first day that. of spring training, folks. Yep. So not a manager who particularly has that winning mindset no. you would think no not particularly um, no <laughs> willie mays hayes shows up uh this is a character wesley snipes portrays him yeah. uh speed they demon. forgot about him for half the movie they did <laughs> yeah i was gonna bring that up yep. <laughs> he he shows up in spring training uh they you're like who's this fun character like, <laughs> kick him out of you know, bed because like he didn't have his papers or something he wakes up the next no 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 they on carried the, the bed field. out yeah, they, of the the barracks carry that the, the team bed is sleeping in for some reason <laughs> they, they they carry out the bed with him in it he wakes up the next the next morning outside of the team's field while practice is going on and he impresses the coaches with his blazing speed. speed elite so. speed Although he really is kind of, I think he's a one-tool player. Yeah, he, <laughs> like, he is the true one-tool one tool player. A single-tool guy. Um, opening real quick, day. real quick, real quick. Yeah. If you had to guess, give me a budget estimate on this movie. Two million. Two? Yeah. Eleven. Oh, <laughs> I, I, yeah, I should have. It's a big-name cast. Big-name yeah. cast. Opening day comes around. The Cleveland fans are dwindling. The announcers are drinking alcohol actively criticizing the players i loved the groundskeepers are calling them shit yeah bob Uecker in this movie low-key kind of the mvp of the film as the announcer was yep. saying shit like just a bit outside just a bit outside yeah great movie great great movie great character this is followed up by a montage with some of the worst baseball i have ever seen in my life a team that cannot hit 
cannot pitch, cannot run. They can't do anything. Cannot field. Awful. This cuts like T-ball. Immediately to the fact that they have somehow won 15 of their first 39 games. They are 15 and 24. To me, that's not even a bad record for that far into the season. To me, 15 and 24. it is a bad record, but to me, that is even more You're absurd nine games than, under. than being... Like, it's not good. This team is 500 through 120 games. To me, being 15 and 24 after that... Give me give me a me, team who's going to hit 15 and 24 this season. Kansas City, maybe. I was thinking Detroit. that, Detroit. Yeah. But I... No. No. I think they're worse than that, maybe. actually. I feel like a team... Uh, the Red Sox will be 15 and 24. I'd love that. That'd make me happy. And they're they're going to be equivalent to one major league Cleveland Indians 1989 team. Something else I wanted to say: Tom Berenger, the star of the movie, doesn't yeah. have to do anything. Like no. he he was able to just phone in this he entire performance, the entire movie. He's just playing a guy. You know he doesn't he does? have to yell. He doesn't have to, you know, give any super belabored faces he, he kind of really just has to chill think about it. he just like shows up he's wearing like a regular outfit he's like come he's on wearing team. A shirt. yeah <laughs> like, he shows up to win back his wife he's wearing a oh he like, did have to wear a he's baseball wearing a uniform baby point. blue t-shirt yeah. to this like dinner with her and her her new man and their friends and like he shows up he's like snobby and he or just, his, his ex his exes who by the way she gave up athletics and now her life is all about books yeah she, that is a direct line from the movie there's a scene where he shows up to the library to try and win her back she was an olympic she, swimmer and she delivers the line books are my life now no no, no it's i or, wait i don't care about athletics anymore or something like, or i stopped caring about athletics three years ago books are my life now <laughs> books are my life now. which is the funniest thing i think i've ever heard he wins her back by saying that he's what he's read, he read Moby Moby Dick, Dick. Yeah. cover to cover fellas <laughs> Pay attention. Yeah, for real. You want to get a lady. You, want you better action. You know, read about Queequeg. <laughs> Best top up on your <laughs> early 20th century American literature. Yeah. Charlie Sheen in this movie is a very interesting character. He really is. I, it's Charlie Sheen before he was winning. So, yeah, it's before he was winning. But it's also uh, like there's a moment where I, here's the thing, actually, with this scene. And I just thought about this when uh, who is it? It's um, the third baseman. Dorn. Dorn. Dorn's wife seduces Charlie Sheen, mm-hmm. Ricky Wild Thing Vaughn in a bar. And she goes up and she goes, you are the most attractive human being I've ever seen. And then the camera cuts, and it's just Charlie, it's Charlie Sheen. Sheen just kind of like, sitting there. He's like, it is a really jarring cut. If you can't see my face, I'm pursing my lips. <laughs> it's like, he just does like the, you know, the Charlie Sheen face, and then it cuts to them, you know. Doing the nasty. Doing the nasty. Yeah. And it's, I don't know, it's just really funny that, like, he's this huge hotshot pitcher and he wears these goofy glasses who they pulled out of jail they pulled them out of prison yeah what league are you in california penal (laughs) it's actually really that's a good there's there's genuinely this movie is pretty well written oh it's It's, it's a very funny movie it's it's really good i it's you know as weird as like you know and over the top like a guy like you know serrano's character is like yeah all right dial it back a little bit probably one of the more problematic characters (laughs) in the movie like holy crap (laughs) although jake taylor does like show up in his ex's apartment like three times there are three or four (laughs) different scenes in the movie where he just walks into his ex-wife's house she's like engaged yeah (laughs) like 
Like, not that that is a like qualifier for for any of this. Well, no, like it's just that like it's not like a cute like you know running no. into your ex when they're both kind of still like, into each other. Like she's engaged. You were divorced. They're divorced. And he she walks clearly into his, is her not house. about it <laughs> in full uniform. Yeah, wearing spikes. At one point, yeah. by the way, she has hardwood floors. At one point, she baseball just cleats are metal spikes. You're gonna and, ruin her hardwood flooring. And he's in her house in full uniform. Terrible. Yeah. You could just sense and then they every time banging. they were like, okay, we got to go from like baseball back to the like love portion of well, the movie, but yeah. we don't have time to make it make sense. So <laughs> fuck, he just walks into her house. Yeah. I, it's, well, here's the thing. They start like making out while he's in full uniform. Because he read Moby Dick. And because he read Moby that's, Dick. That's Moby important Dick. to um, clarify. And then it's assumed that he then had to take off an entire worn, game-worn baseball catcher's outfit before immediately, I mean, getting in bed with this beautiful woman who is an Olympian. Yeah. Like, is Taking she not, like, that, can that you shower first? For, yeah. Like, hold on a second. I, can, go out, like, go into the bathroom, take your jock strap off. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't want to smell that thing. Like, no, get God. in the shower for 20 minutes, and then we'll talk. Over the course of the movie... Ricky Vaughn has a huge problem beating the Yankees, particularly their slugger, the Duke, who has too much of a beard, by the way. Yeah, way too much of a beard. It's like CC at the end of his career type beard, type beat. So, of course, at the end of the movie, they have to face the Yankees, and Ricky Vaughn is facing the Duke. The Yankees were poetic justice. The The Yankees were so bad in the 80s. They could hit, but they couldn't pitch. My dad says it all the the time. The character was so clearly based on Don Mattingly, and it's like Don Mattingly's Yankees were just not like the powerhouse that they're portrayed as in this movie. (laughs) It's really funny. Um, But hey, it's a movie, so you got to beat the Yankees. It's true. (laughs) It's like, we got to go in and beat Miguel Cabrera's Tigers. (laughs) Yeah, well... They hadn't won the World Series in years. Of course, this being an an 80s movie, of course, this lovable ragtag group of misfit toys finds a way to win. They are are 60 and 60 through 120 games. And then they find out the bombshell, which is that their team's owner assembled this team to lose. And that they were only put together because they didn't think that they would win a single game. And how did they They're react to 500, this? 500, by the way. Do they quit? <laughs> yeah, th- this is already like, it's already beyond obscene that this is a 500 baseball team. It's but unbelievable. <laughs> they haven't come in, in the top three in 15 years. Right. This is already the, the Indians' the best, best It is the best, best they've performed since 1973. The fact that this team is 500 since should rich- immediately mean that this lady cannot move the team. Because Cleveland would be like, we're back. Like, we have, we got it now. They're clearly already in the midst of their best season since the Richard Nixon administration. <laughs> this does lead to one of the I don't remember twenty sixteen the more pump up moments in the movie, which is when mm-hmm. Jake Taylor d- delivers the line. Well, there's just one thing we got to do: win the, the whole, whole fucking, fucking thing. thing. Yeah, yeah, and then then uh, we get into the playoffs. We just kind of get get right into it. Yeah, um, they're they're tied with the Yankees for first place. Um, it's the last day of the season, and they have a game one sixty three. Yes, um, and so now. My favorite part about this movie, I I like this movie. Yes, I want to just yep. make that very clear. It's but a fun movie. We do have to point this out. But the whole, <laughs> like the big celebration, the big moment, the huge 
final showdown is a game 163 between two teams just vying for home field advantage in the ALCS. That's Which is, they're like, going to have to play each other again. They lit the next game that probably like three days later, they have to play each other. Yeah, I mean, well, <laughs> we should we should say what what happens. Yes, uh, yeah, the yeah. Yankees take a 2 nothing lead. They reach the eighth inning. Cleveland has not put any runs on the board until Pedro Serrano converts to atheism and immediately hits a two-run home run to tie the game. And then... Right. <laughs> <laughs> he does forsake his... Yeah. Uh, wait, what was it? He Joe says, Boo. fuck you, Joe Boo. Yeah, and then he, and then he just like, cranks a um, nuke. <laughs> yeah. Cleveland takes the lead. Uh, Ricky Vaughn comes into the game. He faces the Duke. Yep. He... Strikes him out on three fastballs with the unbelievable oh. fastball of 101 miles an hour. Yes, which actually does. I mean, well, to be fair, I mean, like even now, if a dude is throwing 101, you pay attention. Oh, yeah, like, it's I mean, true. You know, but, but I mean, at the time, it's probably unbelievable because at the time, he that was like 107. The old man, yeah, who was, literally is throwing like 60 mile an hour batting practice meatballs dude. to the Yankees, <laughs> who like, and who only scored two runs off of that the entire two game. Runs. Like they're basically yeah. they're basically throwing Jamie Moyer now. Yeah. <laughs> Twenty twenty three Jamie Moyer. Dick Mountain. Yeah. <laughs> Dick Mountain. Old man Rich Hill. <laughs> Anything else to say about Major League? Um yeah. Uh well just you know, they win and then uh somehow quite the abrupt Jake Taylor. Ending. Well, Jake Taylor does a called shot. Oh, he does. That's true. He uh he, and then he bunts. He bunts. <laughs> yeah, he he does a called shot forget. and then bunts. <laughs> Which is and really funny. Yeah, and then it's like, oh, yeah. That, that's, he has, we, we should his, say how they took the lead. I forgot that his, like, there's a whole thing where, like, the reason that he was in the Mexican League and, like, he's out of baseball, his knees were shot so he can't really run anymore. Mm-hmm. And the only thing that he does, he does two things in this movie other than make out with his ex-wife. Yeah. Um, and claim to have read Moby Dick. He runs around the bases in an empty stadium. Do you remember that? Yes. Like, I do remember that. He's just like, bottom of the night. You know, like, like, like every Jake kid. Taylor at yeah, the plate. Like yeah. a little kid in your backyard you when see you're like Willie bored. Mays Hayes and Ricky yeah. Vaughn like, making like, fun of him. Yeah, and they're like all of a sudden friends. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Too, they're they're which just is like fun. boys now. Yeah, it's like, wait, didn't you all like, hate each other? <laughs> do you know each other now? Yeah. Like, it's like, how far into the season are we? Camaraderie. Um, yes. So Jake Taylor does like a little, you know, like peppy jog around the bases. Um, and then the other thing that he does in this movie is leg out a bunt <laughs> at the end of the game. Yeah. And he's like in clear pain, like, sh- like he's grimacing through the whole thing. And then the uh, facial expressions he here are clearly he the did most make a Tom Barron had said to he act in this entire movie. You said he didn't have to make a face. He made a face. <laughs> he did make a, he face. Made a face. He makes this face. It's he, true. He definitely made a face. And then, uh, yeah, then uh, they he, he gets the run around and. That's it. And then he sees his ex-wife. I forgot about this part, too. Sees his ex-wife in the stands, who then shows that she has a bare left ring finger (laughs) because he read Moby Dick. And then he runs into the crowd again, completely gross Mm post-game. And they just, like, you know, they make out in the stands. They're back. Yeah. Yeah. After... Very unearned <laughs> romantic it's weird, climax it's a weird here. Thing. Yeah, it, but that, what, that part of the movie just stake? doesn't work at all. What was at stake? Home field advantage. <laughs> Home field advantage. <laughs> all was right. it to win the whole damn thing? They didn't win the whole fucking thing. We don't know if they won the whole fucking thing. <laughs> we just gassed all of our pitchers with names. So <laughs> yeah, it's fun. Well, fun movie. Major League. Yep. That is uh, hey. 
I think we've just about done it. I think we have. I think that's just about the inaugural episode of the Mudville Podcast, a podcast about baseball and cinema. Yes, it was. I have been Nolan Rabine. I have been Brody Stout. Goodbye. We'll catch you next time.